Hello and welcome to this week's episode from the Veg Grower Podcast. My name's Richard and I am trying to grow my fruit, vegetables and herbs in my allotment and my garden. Now with Christmas just around the corner, I know many of us are trying to save money, what with the cost of living crisis being at the forefront of many of our minds. Now because of this, I have given it some thought about Christmas presents that we could be giving to some of our friends or families but these Christmas presents have been using some of our home-grown goodies. We'll get into that in just a moment, but first of all, I popped to the alignment on Saturday. Today is Saturday the 3rd of December 2022, and I'm down on the allotment. I've got to say, temperature really has dropped over this last week, and uh, it certainly feels very, very chilly today. I came down the allotment early this morning just so I can make a good start, and I first of all, because it was so cold outside, I thought what I'll do is just tidy up my greenhouse. This is a job I've been sort of potting off because I wanted to do it on a on a wet, rainy day. That and the sheds. But I just wanted to get a bit warmed up. So I started off in the greenhouse. I tidied the benches up, just giving them a good sort out. Got rid of any waste and uh, organised things just a little bit better. And then I moved on to underneath the benches where I keep my flower pots. Now I've got to say, I've got so many plastic flower pots that I probably don't need. But I can't get rid of them. The reason I can't get rid of them is it's just so wasteful. I swear flower pots seem to breed. And I end up with so many that they just build up and build up. And I've got to got to find a good home for them because I don't need them I try and give some away of course but again they're not so easy to give away because people seem to have so many flower pots and I can't throw them in the bin because that's just wasteful I really do feel that is so wasteful that I cannot do it Uh, so yeah I sorted out the flower pots just to get them a little bit better organized after that I went outside and I broke up some of the old pallet wood now this pallet wood I made beds with in the past and it it started to go and deteriorate so I stacked them up in one corner and I've been using them to hold things down like cardboard or weed suppressor membrane just as a bit of weight on top but it just making the place look untidy so I've broken those up put them into buckets to take home so that they are not wasted because we'll use them on our fireplaces but um, tidied up is the word I'm looking for. Then after that I headed over to my edges. Now my winter this year I'm really concentrating on tidying up my edges of my plots. Edges I find here don't get as much care and attention as they should have partly because it's where I grow a lot of my perennial plants and it becomes very difficult to tidy things up when trees and things are growing. Um, One of the things that I had planted was a hawthorn tree and this hawthorn tree I planted when I first took on this plot it just never really thrived. I wanted to get some berries from it and pull it to some use, but it's just never really done it. So I decided it was time for it to go. So armed with my fork and my spade, I spent a good hour trying to dig out this hawthorn bush. And it was a lot of swearing, a lot of sweat, because it actually did warm me up quite nicely because it was such hard work. But we got it out. 
and it is now gone. This is just next to the Jerusalem artichokes that I dug out a couple of weeks ago. So this has given me these two areas that are now empty, but just need a bit of time spent on them, clearing out a lot of the weeds and tidying up. And this is the continuation I'm going to do with the edges over this winter period. Like I say, we've got the elder tree that I need to come out, and then I just want to lay down cardboard or weed suppressor membrane to keep the weeds in check. Then down the other side, I've got areas where fruit bushes and canes were planted but they got swamped out by blackberry bushes so they all need to come out and tidied up and again weed suppressing membrane or cardboard laid down to keep it in control this is going to be a task throughout this this next few weeks which you know i've got to say because i've got so much of the infrastructure work done i'm pleased to really be able to get a lot of this done well that is what I've been concentrating on here at Yolongan, but it is really cold and I want to get home and get warmed up with a nice hot cup of coffee. I've got to remember to bring a nice flask of coffee down with me in the mornings now because it is so chilly. Now Christmas is just a few weeks ago, so this week I wanted to talk and share a few ideas of how we can use our gardens to produce Christmas presents this might just help those who are struggling at the moment or who have been struggling all year and certainly next year i think there'll be plenty of ideas of what we can do with this usually on the run up to christmas i like to share a few gift ideas that we might like as grow your owners now i do this because i do believe that if we have money we should be spending it in order to support businesses and keep other businesses afloat but i always also always stick to the rule that these have to be products that I use and recommend. This year I'm not doing that and I haven't done it yet. Normally I would have started already but this year I'm not doing it. Reason being is that this year obviously we've got the cost of living crisis. There's people out there who are really struggling to heat and feed themselves let alone buy Christmas presents. So I just felt I wasn't comfortable sharing ideas of ways to spend money basically. So what I thought I could come up with instead this week is a few ideas of Christmas gifts that we could make using things from our garden, i.e. stuff that we've made throughout the year and have available or stuff that we can go out in the garden and get right now. Now, this idea was partly inspired by my friend Stuart Jackson, who's a, a very avid listener, a very big supporter of this show. He's been on the podcast before as well. He is a forest school teacher. And he makes some reefs every year with his school kids. And these are Christmas reefs that you will usually find hanging on the door. And he's actually shared with me how he makes them. And we're going to be making these on this Sunday's live show, the 11th of December 2022, 6 p.m. GMT time. We go live and we're going to be making some Christmas wreaths. We might also make some other gift ideas as well. Now, what he has suggested that we do is we get five or six pieces of young sapple, willow or hazel, about 1.5 metres long. I'm going to be using hazel because I know I have that in my garden. And what we do is we take these pieces of wood and we weave them into a circle. We keep weaving and weaving until we feel we've got a strong enough circle. Once we've got a strong enough circle, we then add some decorations, be it holly and ivy, or, or I'm going to be personally looking at using orange slices, just because it sticks with my whole grow your own theme. So 
I had to put this on the list because I felt that's a good idea for a good start. And I want to thank Stuart for this suggestion. Now, next on my list is one that I quite often do give away to many of our friends and families. And this is our chutneys and jams. We spend all year when we get our harvests in, we have more than what we can eat in one sitting. We tend to try and make some of our jams and chutneys out of them. And this leads us to having quite a few jam jars sitting in our bakery, our outdoor shed, just waiting for us to use. And often it means we have actually got more than what we need. So what we like to do is give these away as Christmas gifts so that they actually don't go to waste. They get used up. Now, the thing I like about doing this, first of all, when it comes to the jam jars, we recycle jam jars. We have cleaned and washed out all the old jam jars that come into this house, give them a really good thorough clean, make sure they're sterilized, and then we use that for storing our preserves. The lids are usually good to use, but sometimes they can go a bit rusty and the seals might be a little bit delicate. So in those cases, we do need to replace the lids. They're not that expensive, but it's something just to bear in mind if you are preserving your food that the lids can become damaged over time. What I then do is we get some old material, old T-shirts or tea towels or something that looks nice. We cut those up into little squares, which we then put over the top of the lids, held down with a bit of string and a nice little label, put those into some hampers uh, with a bit of tissue paper, and it ends up looking like a really nice Christmas gift. These are the sort of things that some people will pay nearly £100 for these hampers these days, I've seen. So it looks expensive, but it's using your home-grown goodness, and you're sharing some of that stuff that you have made throughout the year as well. This has got to be one of my most popular gifts that I have ever given. Now, my next idea comes from Kate. Now, Kate is another very avid listener and uh, she shared with me her idea that she's potting together for Christmas gifts this year. What she's doing is she's making some nice little boxes up out of a bit of card and into that she's putting some seed packets. Now, I think this is a good idea. One, it encourages people to grow their own food who perhaps aren't growing their own food in the past. But two, I have hundreds and hundreds of packets of seeds. And as much as I want to use them all, I'm probably not going to be able to use all these seeds up. So I feel I could actually pass them on to people who are going to be able to use them. So I do like this idea a lot. I also feel the boxes, we can make them look attractive and look really nice and expensive But another idea that I had with this is that if you have been saving your own seed from your own plants throughout the year, you could also be giving these away inside these boxes too, as again, a way of encouraging more people to grow their own food and also just sharing the successes that you have had. I like this idea. I don't save much of my own seed anymore, but it's something that I might look at doing for next year. Now, sticking with this whole garden theme and making boxes, one idea that I've also had, and this is something that I've done quite a bit in past, I've got some old pallets and I've cut out the wood. I like what I like to do when I get pallets to try and make sure I get enough wood out of it without breaking so many. I cut between the wood and the blocks, i.e. I'm cutting the nails off. That way I tend to hold on to as much wood as possible. 
Now, what we could do with these pallet wood is make some nice boxes. Some people make some nice seed trays out of this pallet wood. Uh, I've seen people make these boxes that you can then put some of your young plants that are potted up to transport them down to the allotment. Good idea. Another thing we could do is make trugs out of these pallet woods. There's a lot of ideas online of things that we could do with this pallet wood. And I'm sure if you are, obviously you need to be a little bit handy, I'm sure. But if you are able to do this, you can make them look very nice and attractive. Perhaps use a soldering iron to burn in somebody's name to personalise it or something. The ideas that I have for this are endless of all the things that we could do with pallet wood. But certainly just to start off, make some seed trays, make some seed boxes and make some trucks. They will go down well, I can guarantee it. Right, well, it's time to head out to my garden, share with you what I've been up to in the garden. It is Sunday the 4th of December 2022 today. I am in my shed, my podding shed at home. And I'm in here, it is cold outside, but my uh, neighbours have been busy building their, their shed. It's been going on for a few months now. I say shed, it's more of a garden building. Uh, so they're making quite a bit of noise out there and I, I didn't want to hear that on the microphone. It's bad enough on the allotment with cars going past nowadays, so let alone drills and cutting going on. Anyway, what have I been doing today? I have been outside. It's been bitterly cold. We actually measured three degrees C here at home. So it is pretty cold, as you can imagine. And uh, that has made it very difficult to get out in the garden. But I have found a decent jacket, plenty of layers, gloves and a hat has made all the difference. And it just means that I feel like I'm comfortable going outside and actually doing a bit of work. So what have I been doing? first things I had to do was to the empty bed. As you know, I've got three current beds. One is going to be our roots and one is going to be our brassicas. One's a Christmas dinner bed currently. And the other has got lola mustard and a few roots already grown in it. But the other bed is empty and I've run through that with a hoe so I can just chop down any weeds in there. And then what I did is I emptied half of my sub pod out. Now my sub pod is an underground composting system. I've had this set up for quite a while and I decided I was going to put some of that compost into use. So I dug it out. I've got to say, the compost that came out of it was a really nice, fine material. I absolutely love my sub pod for composting because it's so useful and so basically tidy at cleaning things up and, and looks discreet. So I'm a big fan of the sub pod. And, uh, but with half of the compost empty and spread over onto that bed, which I normally wouldn't do at this time of year, but it just needed doing. It gave me the other half of a sub pod, the empty half now, that I can start to put my Bakashi material when that is ready. Yes, I said last week that I built a Bakashi bin. We've got the bran and we are starting to try Bakashi composting. And what I'm going to be doing is using half of our sub pod for normal worm composting and the other half for worm composting after it has been in Bakashi. So we're going to see just how much difference it makes between the two. It's exciting times, I've got to say. Anyway, the composter came out. We've we've poured that all over the bed. And again, I've continued to hoe just to mix it around. Now, I did want to sow some green manures in this bed, some facilia. But 
being three degrees C, I just felt it was going to be a little bit too cold for the seeds. So I didn't bother doing that. We'll save that when it warms up just a little bit. And hopefully, I think later on this week, it's meant to warm up. So that'll probably be good to sow the seeds and hopefully we'll get away with it. I'll let you know next week just what has happened with that. Now, this meant that pretty much everything I could do outdoors is done. So I headed into my greenhouse and I've got a few seeds in there that needed pricking out. These are aubergine seeds and uh, what have you. So I pricked those out into individual pots just to get those growing. I've got to admit, in the greenhouse, it's probably a little bit too cold for the aubergines. So I'm going to take those indoors a little bit later on. But other plants seem to be doing fine. We've got lettuces, we've got corn salad. All those have been pricked out and growing on in the greenhouse where hopefully they're going to go on and produce us plenty of food. I'm keeping them in the greenhouse just to be a little bit warmer. In fact, we might take some of these plants down to the allotment to grow in the greenhouse as well down there, just so we are using everything up. After that, I then came into this shed and I've continued on with tidying up. Uh, it is cold and I do have a heater in now. I'm very lucky with that regards. And so it just seems like a nice area to work in. And what I'm doing, as I say, tidying up a bit like I did on the allotment yesterday. I am just at the point I've got too much stuff that I don't really need and I just want to get rid of it. So... Uh, I've been doing a lot of that. Any rubbish gets thrown away. And it has to be rubbish. I, I am a big recycler and I don't believe in waste. But if it is rubbish, then it has to go. I'm not holding on to stuff that I don't really need anymore. So I've got done that and that has made quite a bit of a difference. It's now back to being a nice area to work in. So that's what I've been up to today. Now, we're going to carry on our conversation about Christmas presents that we could have made using our garden. But as always, please do share with me any ideas that you have as well. Well, we're back again with a few more Christmas ideas. Now, earlier I mentioned using pallets to make some nice boxes or seed trays. But I also wondered if we could use these to make some homes for wildlife, hedgehog houses, bird houses, those sort of things. And again, these are using pallet wood, which you can usually get for free. So they're going to be very, very cost effective. And I'm not going to tell you how to make them. There's plenty of designs online on how to do these. But I thought this was a good idea. Now, sticking with the whole wildlife theme, another idea I had was to make some bird feeders. Now, what I had an idea of with this is that we get hold of some old pine cones that are usually falling down parks or uh, cemeteries we have quite a few of these pine cones in and we take those home we attach a bit of string so we can tie them up but then in a bowl we melt some lard not hot but enough that is soft into which we add some bird seed bird seed is pretty cheap to come by and we can mix that up and then pour that all over the pine cone let it harden and there you go a bird feeder that is ready to go like this idea it feeds the birds and they are going to be very hungry at this time of year in fact i'm probably going to make some myself now my next two ideas are actually something that i feel we could probably use next year more than this year because this needs a bit of prior planning first of all is um giving away plants that we have grown from seed one idea that I've done in the past was some lemon trees that we grew from the seed found in lemons. We could use oranges or lemons, limes, 
all the grapefruits even. Now, they may not, to be fair, they may not actually produce fruit as they get older. And they will take a long time to produce fruit. They could take up to 10 years. But let's say we have some seeds that we are growing anyway. One example that I did a couple of years ago was cacti. I grew some cacti from seeds. Now, these cacti, I've still got them growing. They are very, very slow growing. But when they get big enough we could be giving those away as presents. The packet of seeds only cost me a pound, and we got about 20 cacti. Added to that, what we can also be doing is dividing plants. Now, cacti is a good example. Often, as the plant grows, we end up with some extra little plants growing around the edges that with some some hard gloves, we can usually separate. Rhubarb is another good example. We often want to split rhubarb because as it gets older, it becomes a little less productive. And if we split it, we can increase the amount of longevity in that rhubarb. But often we only need the one rhubarb crown. And when you split a rhubarb crown, you usually split it into three. You've got the two edges and this middle core, which is usually very woody and we throw away. So if we've got two edges, we plant one and the other one we can plant into a pot to give away to a friend or family as a, a another good way of growing and sharing our plants. Now, we, we build this up. We could add more and more plants to stuff that we grow at home or we take cuttings from things like rosemary or thyme and and get those growing and growing throughout the next year into nice little pots again. And come this time next year, they are established and we can be giving them away as presents. I really like doing this, I've got to say. I think that often when people get herbs and plants, they do feel a certain element of, oh, wow, responsibility. I'm going to grow this. I'm going to keep this growing because our friend gave this to us. It's, it's such a great feeling and such a great response I've found when I've done this myself. Well, then there's a few ideas I've got for Christmas gifts that we can be giving away for Christmas, either this year or next year. But I'd love to know what ideas that you have for Christmas gifts that you can give away or make using your homegrown goodness. Or what have you done? What have you done in the past that has gone down really well with things that you've made using your garden as inspiration? Let me know in the comments, either on the social media that you see this podcast shared on or by visiting the vegcrowdpodcast.co.uk. Well, that is it for this week. I hope you have enjoyed this podcast. If you have, then please do leave us a review on your podcast service. It'd be great to get those reviews coming in because they go a long way to helping us get found. If you want to support this podcast, and I really do appreciate anybody that does support this podcast, then please consider becoming a supporting member. Supporting members I charge £5 a month for, and for that you get extra behind-the-scenes podcasts on a twice-weekly basis usually, plus you get some seeds sent out to your door every month, and those seeds can be sown in that very month. Details on that are at thevegrowerpodcast.co.uk. Now, if you want to get in touch, as I said earlier, please visit the website and leave a comment. Or you can email me, richard at thevegrowerpodcast.co.uk. And of course, you can reach out and find me on social media. Again, following me or liking me on social media also helps as well. We will be back again next time. So until then, please take care. Bye.